0: Hello and welcome to The 100 Podcast, I Ed and Charlie here with you, hope you're well. Today it's the first of our men's tournament previews. We're taking a look at the London Spirit this year, coached by Trevor Bayliss after the tragic passing of Shane Warne. Charlie, a side that came bottom of the table last year and struggled a lot. A tough 2021 for Spirit.
1: It wasn't ideal, was it? Uh, to be honest, I think their squad was very much recruited to win now. Unfortunately, they were trying to win now in 2019, and the tournament happened in 2021 with little change between the two squads. So unfortunately, it was kind of doomed to fail, really. They didn't really hit the ground running at all. They were very stodgy at times, and it just didn't work out. But the squad now has been refreshed. It looks quite different, and I think a little bit better.
0: Yeah, and I think that was the problem with their side. They were stodgy. They had Denley and Bapara in the middle order. It didn't quite work. There was some firepower at the top, but we didn't quite blast off. And and to be frank, the bowling line just wasn't really good enough throughout the tournament. But they did find a couple of interesting young players. They get a chance this year and they completely refreshed the side. Obviously, there are a number of names who are still there. Zach Crawley, Adam Rossington, Dan Lawrence, the top three, all the return. Dan Lawrence likely to make more appearances this year, as he's not on the test side currently. Owen oh, Morgan's back to captain, but you've got some big additions in that middle order. Glenn Maxwell, Kyron Pollard, and Jordan Thompson, who's who struggled this year in the blast, but had a very good finals day. Charlie, what do you make of that batting line-up? They've got a similar top order, but there's loads more explosiveness in that middle order.
1: I think the middle order is one of the strongest in the competition, to be honest. The opening pair is solid, if unspectacular, with Crawley and Rossington, but I think the most eye-catching thing there is that middle order of Lawrence, Maxwell, Morgan, Pollard, Thompson. That is really good there. You've got lots of variety, of course, two left-handers in Morgan and Thompson. You have Pollard, who is so experienced, who's redone really it all. You know, He'll be available for the whole competition. We're expecting he might be a little early to join up with a CPL, but as far as we're concerned for now, He's going to have very good availability. Maxwell is such a big addition to them as well. Again, he'll probably miss the last couple of group games, but when you've got a player of that quality, you need them in for, you know, you take a punt on him being there, right? He is so good. He's such a good player of spin in particular. I'm really looking forward to seeing him go overall compared to last year's middle order, which as you said Ed was pretty stodgy at times to kind of Denley Bapara and Nabby and the very Nick Morgan, it just didn't fire. This year, on paper, looks like a vast improvement. And I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing uh, this particular middle order in action. It looks great.
0: And it shouldn't be underrated, the fact that this year they've taken a middle order that completely lacked star power, was stodgy and really struggled in the middle overs, to having five... Pretty exciting players. Dan Lawrence, a fantastic T20 player. We've been saying for a while he's probably a better whiteboard prospect than a test prospect. Glenn Maxwell's one of the best T20 players in the world. Owen Morgan, Karen Pollard bring lots of explosiveness and experience. And Jordan Thompson adds a lot. Suddenly you have a middle order that really, really can get after it and has the experience to win you games. It's got that beautiful combination in Maxwell, Morgan and Pollard of guys who've played an unbelievable amount of T20 cricket, been very good at it, and still, still now play the right way for the modern game that's going to put them into loads of good situations and I think it's one of the stronger batting orders in the competition. Obviously Zach Crawley won't be there all the time. Maybe Glenn Maxwell will go to the top of the order. We'll see how they structure this side. But there's lots to be excited about that. Obviously no left-handers currently in the top four. Ben McDermott likely to come in for Glenn Maxwell when he's away so he'll probably have to go up to the top of the order. And you don't have any left-handed batters in that reserve list, you've got, again, McDermott, Daniel Baldromand, Ravi Bapara, Jamie Smith. So you are slightly lacking for a top-order left-handed option. But I think with the, the the way that Lawrence and Maxwell play spin and the power that Pollard brings, you can get away with that slightly. So interested to see how that goes. In terms of the bowling... Riley Meredith's who kind of prime fast bowler, the overseas guy from Australia, plays a lot for Hobart Hurricanes, very good fast bowler. Mark Wood's injured, but you have got Brad Wheeler had a really good season last year. Liam Dawson and Mason Crane, your spin options. Dawson had a fantastic year for Hampshire, Crane less so. What do you make of those four bowlers, Charlie? What do they bring?
1: It's an interesting one to me. I feel like, I feel like it's not the strongest attack in the competition. Uh, I I think Meredith is a good pickup. I think it's a 75k pickup. He's pretty decent. I like him. He's got pace. He's a good bowler. Brad Will, I think, is one who I'm really keen on. He had a really good campaign last year for the Spirit. Only came into the team as an injury replacement uh, for, I can't remember who it was, to be honest, but it doesn't really matter. The point was he came in, did a very good job uh, and was retained quite fairly. And he's been good for Hampshire again this season, the Vitality Blast champion. So he's good. I guess for me, the slight concern there is the fifth bowler. Where's the fifth bowler coming from? It looks like the fifth bowler is going to be four guys. You've got Jordan Thompson, who's probably your biggest banker of the lot. Then you have a bit of Pollard, a bit of Maxwell, a bit of Lawrence. Um, I don't necessarily know how they're going to play that. They might want to restructure it somewhat and bring in a fifth specialist bowler. I probably wouldn't, to be honest. I think you've got enough bowling there to make up your fifth bowler. But it'll be interesting to see how they go there. I think it's a decent attack. There are options there. I just think it's one gun option short for me.
0: Well, philosophers have been asking since the dawn of time, how many sixth bowlers does it take to make a fifth bowler? We're gonna find out. Glenn Maxwell is a very useful off spinner. Dan Lawrence does his thing. Karen Pollard has bowled a decent amount throughout his career, less so these days. And Jordan Thompson, I think if you use him occasionally, can be very useful. I think the problem is when you get to the death overs, you're depending on Meredith and Wheel a lot. Wheel, obviously young, despite him being good. Are you concerned that you don't really have that third bowler who can perform at that stage? You might have to go to Thompson, who can be expensive there. That is going to be a concern. But I think the fact that you have so many bowling options, if Owen Morgan uses them cleverly, I think you can potentially make it work. But that will be a concern for them. I wonder if the experience of Chris Wood maybe makes it into the side just for that. They want an experienced death bowler to go alongside Riley Meredith. I personally go with Brad Will. But that is the benefit they do have. If they wanted to take out Crane, bring in Chris Wood, you have an experience option there who could bowl at the death overs, and you would still have Liam Dawson, uh, Glenn Maxwell, and Dan Lawrence for the spin. Obviously, there's no leg spinner there. It's not a dynamic spin attack by any any sense but there are options there to make it work so what do you make of this side then Charlie I think it's considerably stronger than the London spirit we saw last year my question is can they work out their balance on who's going to be bowling those extra overs can they make this slightly weird team balance work
1: it's a very good question I think a lot of it will depend on how well they play their matchups how well they use their bowlers because there is every possibility that if they get it right. It could be very effective for them, but it does depend on the captaincy and the tactics there. I do also think that they might have a bit of an issue at some point with that top order of Crawley with England, as we're expecting him to be. I don't know who he's going to be replaced by. That might be, you know, Daniel Bell Drummond or Ravi Bapara. Neither of them particularly inspire me, to be honest. And I, when you have an opening attack of, let's say, Bell Drummond and Rossington compared to some others in the competition, I think it's probably one of the weaker ones. No disrespect, to either guys, they're both very decent players, but you look at some of the other opening partnerships that we're going to be seeing in the men's competition, that's not one of the best. So that might be an issue for them. I think they have the raw materials. It's just a case of how they're going to be used. And I think if they're used properly, they could be a force to be reckoned with.
0: And that's it. It's all about making the balance work. Is Glenn Maxwell going to pop up to the top of the order when Zach Crawley comes in? Then how do you make it work? Because as as you said, look, Daniel Beldrum and Ravi Bapara, if we're talking if we're talking realistically, slightly stodgy middle order options in this age, and Jamie Smith, who they brought in the wild card, just isn't really going to hack it in the hundred yet on his current form. Very exciting player who I, I'm interested to see how he goes in future years not sure about this year. So I think that's where the issue is there depth-wise. Can they have batters come in and perform? They've got some superstars there, but I just think they're going to be one short. It'd be nice to have... You know, a Josh Cobb type just to have on the bench to bring in and make an impact. Bowling-wise, you know, I'm I'm relatively confident Chris Wood and Tobias Rowland-Jones can come in and do a job. Mark Wood's going to be replaced. Maybe they look at another spinner. I I don't know how they go down that route, but there are options there. I think this is a vastly better London Spirit side. I don't think they're one of the favourites, but I think they could be challenging for that kind of second or third place. And in a tournament with high variance, that's absolutely something they should be aiming for. So very excited to see this London Spirit side go. And as a person who saw the London Spirit play in person last year, Charlie, and as someone who's gonna watch the London Spirit in person in 2022, me, we're much more excited to watch them than last year's efforts, specifically the Superchargers game, but let's not go into that. Let's look at the one to watch. For me, in terms of a one to watch in the squad, it's got to be Brad Wheel. He had a fantastic 100 last year. I I think he was a player who really impressed with with his pace. Uh, And he also just, I think, stood up in critical moments. He took nine wickets in three games, uh, 1.2 runs per ball. That's basically six runs, a five-ball set uh, in old money. He averaged under eight with the ball, a uh, best of four for 17. In those three games, he was fantastic. And he's been really, really good for Hampshire this year as well, picking up 22 wickets. Conrad of 8.7 is a little bit high, but you expect that when he's bowling in the phases that he is. And he's so young. I think he's got loads of potential. Charlie, he's absolutely somebody to watch. I think if you're looking at Scottish cricket in particular, if they can get to big tournaments, Brad Wheel is the kind of guy who can make an impact for them.
1: 100%. He's been really impressive for me. He bowls in really hard areas of the game as well. He's a top-and-tail guy, so he's bowling when the batters are coming hard at him. And he's been so impressive. He's got great poise. He holds his nerve really well. His economy rate of 8.7 might look high, in, compared, in comparison to some of the other bowlers you see, looking now on that stats list. But when you consider the areas he bowls in, it's actually very impressive, I think. When I say about coming hard at you. It's pretty good. I really like what he has to offer. And yeah, I think for me, my one to watch here would have been Blake Cullen. But unfortunately, he's injured. He's out for the season. It's a real shame because he was so impressive last year for the Spirit. And it's a great shame that he wouldn't be playing this year. But of course, to buy Phil is a brilliant replacement what more can I say
0: um, that's very yeah, diplomatic of you that's very diplomatic of you and thank you for protecting my boy Tobias <laughs> in terms of our fantasy pick obviously we're playing over at the 100 cricket draft you can join our 100 podcast Premier League by heading to our Twitter page at podcast 100 our fantasy pick is Glenn Maxwell obviously he's a gun batter he's going to be bowling quite a bit given he's one of these weird sixth bowler amalgamations they've got over here he's a good match-up option for them as well as an off spinner given they have Liam Dawson Mason Crane you both turn it away from the right-hander and into the left-hander I think he could see a significant amount of bowling specifically to left-handed openers in the power play and of course it's Glenn Maxwell so he's going to get you runs and quickly with the bat. Yeah,
1: my tactic here is when you're investing in all-rounders, and I think you should because you you score points on multiple disciplines, but I really think it's worth picking all-rounders who you know are going to bat and bowl rather than a part-time off-spinner or something. And I think Maxwell, in this team, in the way we expect him to set up, he's probably going to bowl a reasonable amount. So I think he's worth investing in.
0: So there we are. There's our Men's London Spirits preview. If you want to check out more of our content, it's at Podcast 100 on Twitter. We've got loads, loads more of these team previews on the way. So keep tuned. And thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you next time.